And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Now they give it to Green. Green stutter step. He's through. First down, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. Run, William, run. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. In the backfield, two receivers left, one right. Mayfield back to pass. Looks going towards the end zone, and it's caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Touchdown! He got it! He got it! The rookie from Michigan got it with 11 seconds left to go! Pumping once, now throwing long down the left side. Slaughter has it. He's going in for a touchdown! The problem won the game! hey ho and what do you know and welcome everybody to another edition of the top dogs podcast i am one half of the top dogs your host alex hale and guys i'm literally on goddamn vacation really it all had to hit the fan now like I literally am taking time out of my vacation to literally, again, talk sense to all of you for the millionth time. Look, Browns lost to Steelers 15 to 10. It was an ugly game all the way around. And yet again, Baker Mayfield was not the problem. He played a solid game. It's his weapons that failed him looking at you juice yeah we need to bless you with some hands that can hold on to the football and odell beckham jr is being a diva like i said from day one he would be i was always 50 50 on the idea of getting him i always was hesitant to pull the trigger on him And I always said, let's see what year two of Baker would be before we add that weapon for him. And, you know, in that draft, you know, I have to pull it up because, like, again, I'm doing everything on my phone. And this is not the way I thought my year would go. But we're going to bring up something about Baker Mayfield that no one else is talking about. And that's how poorly constructed the Browns are for him to succeed because if you look at what he had at Oklahoma he had guys like C.D. Lamb he had guys like Marquise Brown he had guys like D.D. Westbrook what do all these guys have in common explosive playmaking down the field guys who are game changers now Odell Beckham can be that There's no doubt about it, but I think he's lost his step, and I question his effort to really be that guy. So I'm here to say I never liked that. But let's go back to the trade in question. You're coming off that year where you're building for Baker, and you want to get him a weapon. You're sitting at 17 in that draft. Let me ask you guys a question. Who is one of the better receivers in our division no one's talking about? It's Marquise Brown. Who did Marquise Brown play with? Oh, I don't know. Baker Mayfield. 
Is Marquise Brown explosive? Yes. Why did John Dorsey take on that salary when he could have had a veteran wideout in Jarvis Landry train a guy who Baker already had chemistry with going back to Oklahoma? Again, I go back to why John Dorsey is a terrible GM because it's clear as day. This team is not built for Stefanski's offense, but it's also not built for Baker. And the Browns have had no way to give him what he needs until this year. And you're giving him project guys that fill those voids in an Anthony Schwartz. The best guy for him is Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's like his C.D. Lamb. But let's blame Baker. Sure, Baker makes bad reads, but a lot of quarterbacks do that. Again, ugly Mike Clevenger. You're a freaking idiot. Again, stick to streaming, my guy. It's guys like him that make me ashamed to be a Browns fan. And why I have to ask this question, because it goes beyond Baker. With the way you're treating Baker Mayfield, if I'm Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, why the fuck do I want to play for this fan base? Why? I have to play perfect for you to get any love. This is why quarterbacks don't want to come here. We are so miserable as fans that no one cares to play for us. That no one wants to play for us. This is the bigger picture problem no one is discussing. The way we act as fans and the way the media acts is known around the league. And GV Artwork, love them, hate them, said the right thing. And they were cowards to take that down. The media is loving this. Hayden Grove, I'm looking at you for being defensive. Zach Jackson, I love you. And I honestly don't think you're one of them. But a lot of your colleagues love this. A lot of them do. And Ben Axelrod, I know he low-key tweeted. I know you love it too. Trust me. I know more about you than you think, bro. (laughs) Just trust me on that, my guy. You don't have to look far for you to understand how well I actually know you. But that's besides the point. And there's shots fired there. If I'm a player, why the hell do I want to play in this city? You treat your team like you're the miserable child who just wants everything right now. And when it doesn't happen, it's mass chaos. I'm going to give you an example. I'm sorry, Griffin. I'm throwing him under the bus. When Griffin doesn't get his way, he pouts. And he's been doing that since I got here. He wants to play my Nintendo Switch all the time. And when I don't let him, he doesn't like it. He plays tough with me, and I got to play tough with him. But you want to know what? It doesn't mean that I don't love him and he doesn't love me. It's he understands. Look, you got to earn my respect. It's not when I don't get something, you're dead to me. That's, That's the way you treat all your players. If they do something wrong, you're dead to me. 
And that cannot be the way we treat our players anymore. You are better than this. You're making Baker out to be another Tim Couch. And I won't stand by for it. Because if anything were to happen to him, I guarantee you would have cheered Case Keenum coming into the game. Like the loser fan base you are. Just say it with me. I'm a Browns fan, and I love to lose. You are perpetual losers. You are trained to lose, and that's all you can handle is losing. One in 31 was better than this crap because now we're just choosing to be miserable. In the past, we were just miserable because our team sucked. We have talent. We are choosing to be miserable. And when it comes to Odell Beckham and his dad bearing Baker Mayfield and now isn't practicing and getting an excused absence, well, fine, good riddance, get out of here. Cut him. I do not care for Odell Beckham. Get him out. Baker clearly doesn't have a chemistry with him. And it happens. Mind you, Odell has the most targets on this team. And... If you're saying he's not getting the ball enough, you need to shut the hell up. The man who's not getting the ball enough is Donovan Peoples-Jones, who, oh, if we go by actual stats, because clearly in Cleveland, stats don't matter and big-name divas do, um, the best passer rating Baker has with someone is, oh, I don't know, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Cut OBJ, start DPJ. I'm done with this debate. If Baker is going to be the guy, you need to take the element that clearly is holding him back. And that's OBJ. You have to remove it from the situation. You have to go with what worked last year. And it's sad that we lost to Kadero Hodge that Baker had a chemistry with, that we're going to lose Rashard Higgins after this year that you're going to have just Donovan Peoples-Jones and probably not even Jarvis Landry because I cut Landry today if I could. Again, this team is full of slow receivers that Baker cannot have a chance to get open. Now, OBJ gets open, but that's not the first read. Now, is that on Baker? Sure, we're going to say that's on Baker. We're going to be fair here. I'm not going to side with Baker because I'm his advocate. But if Baker has an open guy, fine. He has to find him. But maybe that's not the way he's coached. Maybe the play is designed that OBJ is the third read on that play. Who knows? None of us know until we're in those shoes. I'm not trying to defend Baker, but what I'm saying is, There may be other elements to this that we don't know. His father, on the other hand, let's stir up the pot. Because the team's at 500 and still in a playoff race, but let's blow up the entire season. So screw you, OBJ, and screw you, OB Senior. Like, get out of here. And you may say, well, you're being a hater of OBJ. No, I'm a hater of toxic energy. OBJ's toxic. Let him go somewhere else where he can destroy that franchise too. 
because clearly when he wasn't playing last year, something was working. Something was clicking. And we lost that. We have weapons. We have David Njoku, who is a weapon. We have Hooper, who is a solid receiver, even though he should have made that catch. We have Dimitri Felton, who we can expand his role. We will be getting back Kareem Hunt. You have Dearness Johnson, Nick Chubb. You have four running backs. You have Donovan Peoples-Jones, Richard Higgins, Jarvis Landry, who's still solid, and other pieces, too, that you can continue developing. All you have to do is get OBJ out of the equation. That's all you got to do. Get him out. And yeah, it may take another year for all this to get right. And yes, we are going to start looking heavily at the wide receiver class. And my Tyler Lindenbaum dream is probably now dead because of all this. Which is sad because I am in love with him and I want him to be the next center of the Browns. But you can't always get what you want. And circumstances allow things to change. The way I see it, you cut OBJ and Jarvis and save all that money and spend it on Wyatt Teller, and that's it. Like, you you spend on Wyatt Teller, extend Joel Batonio, because if you're going to move on from Baker, again, you're going to need a replacement. And I cannot stress this enough. You have to do everything in your power to make sure you get Rodgers or Wilson if they're available. Or, I really hate to say this, because if he's available, Watson. Regardless of the risks that come with it. If you don't believe in Baker, you have to get one of the three regardless of how you feel. You need an upgrade. Do not come to me with quarterbacks in the draft. Do not. Malik Willis is arguably quarterback one, but I don't really have a quarterback one. Like, Matt Corral could be the guy. I mean, it's really between him and Corral, maybe Kenny Pickett out of Pitt, but I'm still not sold on him yet. It's just there is no QB one. There isn't. And do you really want to go in the next year with a goddamn rookie? Are you kidding me? And what if you get that wrong? Well, now you're in that carousel all over again. And by the end of that, Miles Garrett's going to want out. So you're going to have to replace him along with every other piece from this team that you've built up. It's going to be gone. And you're going to be back at the goddamn cellar for another decade because you got to play Burrow and Jackson forever. The answer is simple. You go get the quarterback. You go get an upgrade or you remove every element that is holding Baker back and you just let Baker be Baker. Win, lose, or draw. Let him fail. But let him fail where he shouldn't. Because then you'll know. Then you will know for certain if he is the guy. I wanted to trade OBJ in the offseason because the way Baker played warranted that discussion. The Browns knew his value. 
teams didn't want to pay it because he was coming off an injury, and rightfully so. But the Browns missed an opportunity to just get him out, get rid of the toxic energy, and let Baker develop. I would have done that instead, even if it meant getting a fourth, fifth round pick for OBJ. I wanted a two or three, but I would have settled with a four or five if it meant I cleared up the cap space, maybe to sign another guy, or to just allow pieces like Anthony Schwartz, Donovan Peoples-Jones, keep Kaderil Hodge, any of these guys from preseason that might have stood out and allowed them to play. This is the problem with having an OBJ. You've lost so much because of him now. And now you're going to blame Baker. And others will blame OBJ. Me, I'm about getting rid of the toxic energy. OBJ is toxic, get him out. At this point, he does nothing for me. He's holding Baker back clearly by stats. So my conclusion is he's got to go. And if Baker fails without him, then Baker's got to go. It's plain and simple. Stats back this. If you're not going to look at statistics, then you are not an analyst. You do not have a fair take. Now, you may say, well, if you don't go by the tape, then you don't matter. Well, that's true, but at the same time, analytics will tell you there's stuff that clearly shows a correlation to what's going on on the field. And I, I'm going to sit here and believe, for now, that with OBJ on the field, there is something wrong with this offense. It clearly didn't get clicking last year until he was gone. Get him out. Let the team play. See what happens. Let Baker fail. Let him fail. Or let him succeed and prove he was right. This isn't tough, folks. Either way, you're looking at a slight rebuild. I mean, Stefanski's play calling has got to get better because he's not being aggressive. Joe Woods has to be fired immediately. The fact he isn't, I am honestly pissed off at Stefanski. But he probably can't do anything about it midseason because it would mean a complete change of scheme and it would set us back and blah, 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 blah. It probably should have been done early in the season, but he had those two good weeks And that was that. You scored 30-plus in two games and lost. That is inexcusable. You shouldn't be in this position. You should be 6-2. and And we shouldn't even be having these discussions. But yet here we fucking are. I am done with the bullshit takes. I am done with with the shitty-ass media doing a shitty-ass job taking away your free will to create your own opinions. Look at statistics. Look at the film. Look at, this, look at what happens when OBJ is on the field and when he's off the field. 
for Baker. There's only one logical conclusion. You got to remove somebody from the equation. Clearly, that's Baker. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Not Baker. You have to remove OBJ. Sorry. OBJ's got to go. And if Baker fails, go get me Russell Wilson. Go get me one of these guys. And depending on where the Browns pick is, you won't be able to pick a wide receiver. But when it's cutting OBJ and Jarvis, you might be able to buy someone later. So it might even itself out, especially if you get a Russell Wilson. So in conclusion, guys, you guys all need to chill the fuck out. We are turning each other into it. We're turning this into a civil war that it doesn't need to be. And we're turning on each other. You know, this fan base talks about being the best in the league, but you're acting like the worst. We were in the playoffs last year. Now it's pit of misery, dilly dilly again. What the hell's wrong with you? Either ask for more and base your stuff on data and facts, or just admit that you are a sad sack of losers. It's fine to say you like to lose to the media. It's fine to say it's easier to write about this team when there's drama, chaos, and losing going forward. It's easy to say that, and it's fine. No one would blame you. But don't bullshit to me and say you don't enjoy this when clearly you do. You clearly love complaining with each other. We clearly love to fight with each other. And the media clearly loves to brainwash you into thinking we need to fire everybody every year so they can keep doing the same old shtick they've done for the last decade with you, which is play you like the puppets you are, hurting you like the sheep you are, to make you fit their agenda. It's nothing different from politics. It's nothing different. You just don't, you just are blind. Fortunately, I worked in the media. I know what you're supposed to do. Thank you, Sam Pines, for teaching me so well. I don't care if ESPN Cleveland blacklists me. I really don't. But thank you for teaching me what it takes to get in this industry. Brainwash your listeners. Brainwash your audience. And you have taken it hook, line, and sinker. And y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. You're better than this, Cleveland. But clearly I'm wrong. On this, I'm wrong. You're not better than this. You're going to keep booing Baker. If anything worse happens to him, you'll cheer him. And the Brownstown podcast where Tim Couch talks about how angry he was at you when that happened. And years later, you're, you're apologizing to him because it was the wrong thing, but you're fucking doing it again. You learn nothing from it because you're a sad sack of old farts that love misery and just want to drink your tears away. Oh, boo-hoo, you need all your Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light bullshit. 
you can take those Miller light cans, lube them up real good, shove them up, turn it sideways and stick it straight up all your candy asses because you're losers and you should not be a part of this fan base. Go root for Buffalo. Go root for Baltimore. Go root for Pittsburgh. You're not welcome here. We cannot be like this anymore. And if you don't like it, well, you can go fuck yourself, quite honestly. I am done with this fan base. I'm going to still root for the Browns, but I'm done with all your fucking bullshit. Because we have not deserved it. We, as fans, have worked too hard to build a positive thing with this team to have you miserable sacks of shit tear it all down. It's fine to be critical, but it is not fine to go into the McNeils of the world who love the pit of misery. What, are we throwing another loser parade this year? If McNeil throws another loser parade, I will be right there standing in front of him, ready to fight his ass. And you want to, if he does it again, you want to, we'll make it a boxing tournament. I'll fight him and we'll fight for charity. And I'll knock his ass out. There's something for you. Because I'm done. I'm done with you trolls, you losers, you guys that feed off of this to get likes and in attention because notice me, notice me. I need it to I need to feel affection because I'm a loser in life. Y'all are losers to begin with. No wonder why you love losing. It all makes sense now. Well, with that said, I'll be back next week. Talk about the game and uh, more. Uh, we're probably going to have Caitlin Marshall join us. Uh, I know she's probably just as fed up as I am. So uh, until next time, guys, either be better or get the fuck out. We'll talk to you next week.